Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, it feels like it's been an Eternals tea, but it's here now. Bazinga! <laughs> I didn't think you could make it worse, Ashley. You made it worse. <laughs> Eternals has finally hit theaters and we watched it. Let's talk about it. All that important is that we have no control over. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair today, we have Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I'm great. I felt like I was in the uh, theater for an eternity, but uh, I'm out and I'm feeling Eternal's tea. Oh, it's better. Yeah, yeah, when you repeat it, it gets better. Listen, these jokes, if you (laughs) asked me to buy or sell them, I would sell less steal them. (laughs) Best I could do. Short notice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like it. Matt, don't be a deviant. <laughs> well, jumping in, jumping in. Let's talk about, uh, spoiler free. What did you guys think? What are your, uh, we always do a spoiler free up top for the new movies. So what do you think? Spoiler free up top. The critics that were bad faith reviewing over the kiss are just a bunch of assholes. Like, yeah, for sure. When I saw it, I was like, that, that's it? Like, that's what, what? <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, oh, um, right, right, right. You're just saying like, It's so this natural for me. I honestly didn't even notice it. And everyone was like, I, then people were like, that wasn't a big deal. I'm like, what wasn't? Oh, I just, it yeah. was. Yeah, definitely not. Exactly. Yeah. But the, uh, the movie, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't feel the same as the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, but I, Personally, was not uh, incredibly captured by this movie. It was all right, but it had a difficult. Yeah, it had a difficult uh, goal to achieve. I think I, I said it before I went to see the movie, and that was that, like this is a, this movie is set on really hard level to try to achieve introducing t- a, a group of ten characters and making me care about them. Uh, is, is tough. And my, my main issue with this movie is that exact thing. It's like, I, there's nothing in this movie I don't like. I like all the things that happen. Uh, I enjoy all of the characters. I enjoy all the things that happen. I like what ha, what, what the movie's about. I like, there's like pretty good depth for every character, but there's just so many characters and I don't feel like it has a point of view. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like any character was the protagonist. The thing that makes Marvel movies great is the fact that you care about the characters in the story. Right. And I just really felt like both of those things were really lacking here. And it was a very long movie. It was. Yeah. After I left the movie, I felt like I had seen a season of a pretty good TV show. But I felt like I could it could have been broken up into like six episodes, oh, and I man. would have enjoyed it. God, if yeah. this had been a TV show, it would have been so much easier to get right. all ten of these characters, at, like enough time, yeah. and all yeah. ten of these characters, you know, like some heart. And I just, you know, with two and a half hours, you don't really have that the time to to spare, you know, mm-hmm. and like I think this movie. Uh, to try to keep it spoiler free, and I think I think this is mostly spoiler free. Like this movie tried to balance 
the 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 cosmic version or the cosmic side of the Eternals and and where they came from and the Celestials and all that they tried to balance that along with the innate humanity that they are supposed to have gathered over their time here you know here being on Earth um, and I feel like if they had focused on either one of those things that it would have been a much better film but it felt like it was being pulled apart into two different movies and didn't quite land on either of them you know mm-hmm. you make another great point i was talking about the like sort of difficulty level of it being 10 characters but the other thing they're trying to do here is introduce the concept of the eternals which is heady and then there's like the concept of the deviants and the celestials themselves and like where the universe comes from like it's a lot of things stacked into this movie uh and just like the celestials, the eternals and deviants is a lot. It's a lot to try to process. They yep. did do a great job. Um, I mean, I feel like the effects now always look like movies have really nailed the effects. And, uh, this was beautiful. It was yeah, like, it a really was really a gorgeous movie. movie. Mm-hmm. It was like just coming off of Dune too. It was like they both kind of had, um, a grandiose kind of feature felt like it felt like it was good to kind of like see some big epic movies again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and it was pretty, but uh It was it was pretty. It was very pretty. It just it didn't quite get there on any front. And I thought yeah. um the inclusiveness and the things that they were trying to say were important, but you need to also have a story. Like you can't just be like we're gonna put things in there and hope for the best, but they just didn't tie it into the story. I don't know. It was like, I really, that was what I appreciated the most out of the movie and like nothing else. Mm, And I hate to say it that way. (laughs) Yeah. That's a bummer. I didn't feel that strongly. I actually think that every individual story in this movie has a lot of heart and like, well, we don't, I don't want to get into spoilers because it's the spoilers free section. But as soon as we cross over the spoiler threshold, I will say all the heart. I think these characters had and like, each character had a really in-depth thing they were caring about and wanting to do, and they all had a lot of pathos, but, like, there's just so much going on that it never let me get invested in any yeah, of Yeah, once characters. you started to care about a character, you left them for, like, 35 minutes. That is very <laughs> true. Um, yeah. So, let's get into spoilers, because I, it's hard to even talk about the rest without just diving right in. So, yeah. uh, how about we do a classic <laughs> three, two, one? You, you, you want to do it, Jeff? Sure. You ready for it? Yeah. Three, two, one. Spoiler. Icarus betrayed everybody! Was that Fury? Did indeed. <laughs> I don't think that was Fury. <laughs> I don't think it was Fury. Someone else asked me that too. I don't think it sounded like him at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it sounded like Fury. I, I mean, it could have been strange, maybe. Mm, I maybe. didn't think it sounded like him either. I'll have to, I need to go listen. Anyway, but yeah, so Icarus betrayed them. That's a big one. And at the end, uh, I guess the, the Black Knight, who we don't, didn't really get to see much out of in this movie, uh, got mm-hmm. asked, someone is on to him, but we don't even know anything about his story. Like that's one of the most like far out there post credit sequences we've ever had because it's just like, yeah, what, who's even, we don't know who he is. We don't know who the character on the screen is much less the character off the screen. Did they even say his name was Dane or they did. They did. Okay. 
Yeah. Like she called him Dane, and then the person at the end called him Mr. Whitman. That's so sparse. Like she, like Cersei, called him Dane, like, a lot. Yeah. I guess that. And on her phone, on her phone, it said Dane Whitman. Oh, okay. Good. So, yeah. yeah. So, getting into these characters, and like, like, I really did love a lot of these characters. I thought, like, Cersei's, like, pull between humanity and, like, the Eternals was great. I thought that Ajax, like... Uh, being torn as as the leader who's supposed to be leading them to this thing, but feeling abandoned after seven thousand years, and and like clearly after a Babylon, things felt so heavy that she had to she had to tell Icarus, um, and that like that's a big deal. Like, like there's so many good storylines going on. Like the sprite stuff, I actually got really invested in the sprite stuff. Like I can't grow up and I can't have a family. I can't, that whole yeah. speech was really really well done, and it just felt kind of like dogpiling though it did. for me. It did. It did. It's very uh, Kirsten Dunst interview with the vampire, like turning young vampires. Like that's something. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. 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 But, yeah. Because yeah. that does like that does that sucks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a you don't ever want to turn a young vampire, everybody. No, I do Listen. not want to be thirteen forever. Mm-mm. No, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or fifty. I can't tell the age of children. I can't either. I can't either. That kid was anywhere between ten and seventeen. Yeah, uh, that that kid was roughly seven thousand years old. This time, truth. Truth. <laughs> Give or take. I loved Thena's storyline. Like the idea that she's like so powerful but she keeps going kind of crazy um ptsd yeah well ptsd but also just insanity with the power to kill your friends did they flesh uh, out why she was being possessed or like what did you guys pick up on what was happening there because it just went right over yeah, my head yeah. well, it was, they they said it was uh it was her memories causing her to um basically uh just go into fight mode Basically, yeah. I mean, it's the same way how like uh, post-war veterans with PTSD have that those flashbacks where they're just like, oh, "I gotta fight." Like that, that would happen to like the same Logan thing. too, right? Like Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes where sense. they they get the like the battle rage and then you know they just they go all out and then you know it takes somebody uh, maybe not punching them into the ground real hard, but. It takes somebody like bringing them to their senses before they can, right? You know, they 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 come back and they're like, "Oh God, what did I do? Who did yeah. I hurt?" Yeah, like Bucky. And, and what what they said oh. it was was that like it, this was an eternal specific thing they're talking about. It was like her memories from past lives were flooding back into yeah. her brain. Um, uh, and, they call it mad weary. Yeah, mad weary, and they, and they apparently are not supposed to remember anything from their past lives, but they even said at one point in the movie, something must have gone wrong. This is her past lives, right? Something went wrong when they tried to wipe her last time and it didn't work. It didn't take. And so she talked about like Centauri six and how Centauri Mm -hmm. six had been destroyed. That must've been one for previous worlds. worlds. It's called mad weary. Yeah. Like I'm mad mad weary. weary. Uh, so tired. (laughs) Like like there's a madness (laughs) that is induced from being weary of the, uh, yeah, like the fight that you have to be that one out real hard. Yeah. It was a (laughs) little, she's mad weary. I mean, I don't know that the post-traumatic stress disorder was really uh, a thing in the 1500s when they they brought up Mad Weary. Yeah. And I don't know if connecting it directly to post-traumatic stress is exactly analogous, but it is, you know, I see I see why you, we, you would connect well, it. in an interview, Angelina Jolie specifically said that Thena has PTSD. 
Oh, interesting. Oh, uh, okay. So right. that's how she was playing it. Interesting. Mm. I guess um, it's also interesting that Eternals aren't that eternal. I mean, lost a I couple mean, of them. Yeah. You know, like, we did outside indeed. of, it's it's kind of like elves, you know, outside of being murdered, they live forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. But, you know, it, yeah. there were a few I murders. I was sad so. not to get more Selma. Like, you promised me Selma. Right. You said that she was a headliner of this movie, and she was not. And she was only there in flashbacks. She got as much screen time as anyone else, though. I, well, maybe not anyone else, but she got a lot of screen time. Like, because even, because she's in a lot of the first part of the movie, then even after she dies, she comes back throughout, like, a good bit. Um, right. I feel, I didn't feel, I didn't feel an absence of her in this movie. I think we will feel an absence of her, you know, next time. In the future. Yeah. Yeah. She's not in the final, you know, the third act, I guess. Well, she is, or just the, uh, as a as a projection for a second, right? What about a uh, Star Fox? Yeah, Eros, <laughs> Eros, as played by Harry Styles, right? Uh, That's who that guy is. You know, I'm gonna get on my soapbox and I'm gonna scream it again. Can we start giving new young actors roles? Let people be discovered. Can like. Do we know if he can act? Like, he was in Dunkirk. I'm sure he was fine in that role, but... I mean, I saw the movie. It was whatever. It wasn't, like, a major role, but... I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I know so many people love his pretty face. Oh, a ton of people. A ton of people right. are like, Oh, my God, Harry Styles this is the best. But I always say, I mean, um, Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth were pretty much nobodies, and they took a risk, you know, a chance on these young, upcoming actors. Right. And look at them now. Just... I agree, but I don't, I'm not going to judge Harry Styles. Like, I, I don't know his stuff for his music or anything, but I, uh, I think like he could be great. And so like, I'm going to give him a chance. And I, I thought the little bit we saw of him was great. I liked it a lot. Well, you know, like that character, you know, like judging based on comics, that character is basically a, uh, 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 what is the term? He's he's a bit uh, full of himself and right. can't really deliver on it, so he has to be taught how to be a hero. So, I mean, that kind of seems That's like good. right up right, right up Harry Styles Alley, maybe? I don't know. Like, he could be like, oh, I'm so great. Oh, shit, I'm not that great. Oh, no. Which, I, I think, like, I got that out of what I saw from him, which is like, Kind of impressive in even just the few seconds he's on screen. And that's Thanos' brother. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is. And that, like, right then, my, my wife turns to me and is like, so, if that, does that mean that Thanos is an Eternal? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> right. Well, I'll have to explain it later. <laughs> so Ken that's going like, to be fun. was like, he's not purple. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll explain later. <laughs> I, I can't explain. I don't know. I don't know why. Than, I, don't, I know the deviant gene is in the comics. Why? But well, didn't then, Thanos come out kind of like uh, uh, he was like as they would have said imperfect or right? They, yeah, they said the, the deviant gene. gene. But that's the right. thing is like if he was part deviant, why didn't they get involved? Maybe they just didn't yeah. know. <laughs> or maybe yeah. it's just like the hierarchy now, and because he was like the son of. The well, rich I mean, people they covered it up. 
Eternals are automatons at this point, basically, right? Um, they, I mean, it, it seems they can't breed, but maybe Thanos was the result of a, an experiment, genetic mm. experiment that, you know, turned him into whatever he was. Purple. Yeah. yeah. Gr- you know, Grimace. Um, yeah, that's section. crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Like may, that, I can't. Ex- I, I don't. I'm not Feige, so I can't explain how they're going to explain it in the MCU. Right. But you know, that's my best guess, or like right out of the gate. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure we'll get a little more. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Pat Oswalt's return to the MCU? <laughs> what do you mean return? Oh yeah. He was yeah. Modok. No, no, he was Koenig. He was Koenig on, uh, he was also Modoc, but he's in the Marvel Universe a lot now. Yeah, I think he's, <laughs> he's the most prolific actor in the MCU at this point. Like at least six characters. Yeah. <laughs> Four of them named Koenig, but still. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, twins or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so... It's hard to talk about this movie, though, in terms of, like, we've spent the past, you know, five to ten minutes talking about the post credit scene. <laughs> I know! Right, I'm trying to dive back into the movie. I, I, yeah. I think these characters are super interesting. Like, I really do. And I think, like, they did a good job of building interesting characters. I really love Fastos, um, his storyline of, like, feeling responsible for the atomic bomb. Oh like my that, god! That yeah. was that was really heartrending. They did a great job. Chloe Zhao, Chloe Zhao. I don't know how to say her name exactly. Did a Zhao. freaking amazing job of putting these moments on screen that are just like I immediately get this character. You know, like I yeah. like it barely like most of the time in the movie was spent like building the sort of backstory and world. And like events of the film, like the emergence and this and that, the actual character development was like done in very small moments, but they were all really well done. Right. I think, I think this movie was best served in the humanity of it and finding the humanity of the Eternals. And I like, it feels like the best moments were when, you know, Cersei is with Dane Whitman. When she's, you know, trying to keep him alive, basically. Yeah. Or when, you know, she's trying to dodge his, his questions and be like, Oh, you know, I can't move in with you because, uh, well, I, I'm not going to grow old than you are. And I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want you to have to live through that. Like when, uh, you know, when, when, uh, Sprite is talking about how I just want to grow up, you know, I, I want to experience all the things that I saw them do. And when Kingo was like, I got into movies because I missed your storytelling, Sprite. Yeah, like, all of these superhuman, like, <laughs> superhuman, all of these incredibly human, you know, <laughs> connection moments were, like, the best parts of the movie. But, like, that wasn't the focus of it. Or no. at least it wasn't the main focus. And I feel like it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, is, like, those moments could, here, if I'm going to rewrite this movie... Uh, I would take those, I would take those moments and I would make them sort of like show why the Eternals want to turn on the Celestials. And it doesn't feel that way. It's sort of this like, they love humans. They love this world. 
that's just sort of told to us. But then mm-hmm. they give them all these very human moments, and there's a few like connections to humanity moments, but like we don't get to see them like with the exception of um Cersei and um Faustus. We don't see them truly loving humans. You know what I mean? Like they're sort yeah. of like living ar- around humans and we see they've, they've been with humans and basic empathy would show you that they might care about these people they've lived among for 7,000 years. But like, <laughs> I wish they had like really shown us moments of like, I'm, I guess we see Druig like really frustrated that he can't help humanity. Yeah, that he was my favorite. Yeah, I liked Druig a lot. He He had the most pathos. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can just fix all this. Look at his split. Yeah. Stop everyone from fighting. But like doing that takes away their humanity and, uh, and, and they're, oh my God. Like it's, he his was, is the most ethical questions come up around him. Definitely has some ethical questions. I love the parallel of him saying, if I take away their free will, then that removes their humanity. But like, the entire thing that the Eternals were was not having free will being sent to planet, you know, planet to planet to do this thing and then be reset and and move on. Like he was giving the humans the choice that he didn't have. Yeah. Well, and that's the weird thing is they do have that choice in this world. Like they don't have the knowledge until the end, but like, this is not the comics version of the Eternals because the comics version, they're not allowed to hurt a celestial. Like they can't do it. They can't physically do it. There's a connect. Yeah. There's a thing preventing them from hurting the celestials in this. They just straight up killed the celestial one punch, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a different when comment. they all teamed up like the power Rangers, they made a mega Megatron or whatever it yeah. is. When you the Unimind. There you go. <laughs> the Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that they they went for it, you know the the whole emergence and the hand coming out of the ocean that was cool it, it was, was big it was, it was so big so big it was so like something that size like speaking as you know a fan of physics <laughs> mm-hmm. something that size wave that would have taken over the earth <laughs> yeah like earth is still fucked at this point <laughs> like yeah right. something that large coming out in any capacity is still just gonna wreck everything yeah like even the the small amount that it did come out would everything's have, wrecked would have done a yes. lot of damage for yeah. sure yeah it's um, fine that's man, I love that she turned it to stone and now that's just there. I think it's so cool. You know, yeah. that reminds me of, uh, like, in, in more recent comics, uh, within the past couple of years, the Avengers have had a headquarters in the, like, what was, uh, I think it was like the first Eternal or something like that. It's like in the head of the first Eternal, which is in, or not the first Eternal, the first Celestial that came to Earth. Um, like nowhere? Was, it's sort of like nowhere, but it was, it's like in, um, it's in the Antarctica, not Antarctica, uh, the North Pole. It's in the North Pole. And, um, like it's dead, you know, long since gone, but it's still just like the shell is there and their headquarters is there. It's kind of interesting that it's a headquarters, but now uh, they could do that. They could do that. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Sky's the limit now. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Far beyond the sky at this point. Anybody else get like mad Galactus vibes when oh, oh for Eternal sure showed yeah, up? Yeah, I was confused in the trailer. Um, 
when I saw it for the first time and didn't like look at it again, I was like, oh my God, did they just show us Galactus? But I feel like this is just, they're getting us ready yeah. for that. They're just like, here's a little taste. What do you guys think? Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> what do you think about do giant like things going to consume yeah, the world? Yeah, it's a lot bigger. It's just some going to swallow worlds. It's pretty big. Yep. You guys yep. ready? They're Let's prepping see. us. Yeah. They did it. They did it with what if? They did it with this. Like, we got the big face in the sky. Galactus yeah. is coming. In comics, Galactus has no real connection to the Celestials, right? Not that I'm aware of, no. I don't know. It'd be interesting to me if, like, I could see them, like, they're, they're, they just took three Celestials off to judge the Earth. Like, to look at their memories and judge the Earth. It'd be interesting if, like, they used three Galactus. Eternals. Three, what did I say? Celestials. Yeah, we're saying we're doing, we're both doing that back and forth. Um, they just took three Eternals off into space to judge the Earth, and it's like I, I could totally see them being like, "Okay, we judge the Earth is not worth saving. Now send out justice." He's like, you know, like yeah, send you, out Galactus, send Galactus, like elite, unleash Galactus to go take down the Earth because it does. It will feel weird if they do Galactus soon. It will feel weird if he's not connected to the Celestials because it's just so yeah. such a similar iconography, I guess. He comes with the Fantastic Four, right? Which yeah. is yeah. next. Supposedly, supposedly they're in this this phase, but we don't know when or where. Later, <laughs> it's later. yeah, much later. The later. The other thing about um, this is they did not end this story at all. Like. Yes, they stopped the one celestial, but no one in the story is like resolved. Everyone's like three of them have been taken away into I, I cannot remember their god's name, Arithel or something. Arisham. Arisham. Okay, three of them have been taken into Arisham's hand, and like the three of them have been just encountered Eros, which is a whole different storyline. While they're on their way to meet more Eternals, which like that's a cool little thing they're going around trying to free more Eternals. That's neat. Um, yeah, I just I'm 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 very so interested fine. in what happens next, but it all feels like completely unresolved. Whereas I feel like normally Marvel ends the story and then throws us yeah. a post credit sequence that like teases us, but I feel like all of these stories feel unfinished. And then the Black Knight story. Didn't even get to start. <laughs> yeah. No. It was, this is the most filler movie that Marvel has ever done. Like, it just really, they said it was going to be the building blocks for the next, you know, mm. couple movies, but I don't see how this is going to tie into the next couple movies at all. Or maybe they just meant the next phase. There's a lot cosmic that's going on. So, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of makes sense because, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, in the first Guardians, they um, they showed the uh, the Celestials using the Power Stone to mm-hmm. to wipe out a whole bunch of whatever the Thor maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Eros seemed like he would be com- per- perfectly fitting in a Guardians movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So much is around the end credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Right. I want Eros matched up with uh, Adam Warlock. I want them to have like a who's prettier competition. Yeah, that would be nice. That'd be very nice. Uh, actually, that sounds pretty funny, especially <laughs> if you, if the character of Eros is similar to what you're saying in, in the comics where he's like, um, you know, big on himself and he thinks Eros he's very is impressive. The Greek God of love. Right. Yeah. Uh, but 
he thinks he's so impressive, but then he 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 meets the perfect being in Adam Warlock. You know what I mean? Like that's kind yes. of a it's kind of a funny funny like <laughs> dichotomy. He's like, look how good I am. I have this this guy who goes around telling people how great I am. I'm so <laughs> the troll, so impressive. And then he meets the actual perfect being or whatever. Uh, yeah, it sounds that sounds about right. I like it. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Hmm. Well, what, so what else? What does it mean hmm. for the rest of the, the MCU? Any, any, anything in the chat that we got? Um, I have Spike four nine three says someone in our theater said the voice at the end might have been Blade, might have been Marshala Ali. Ooh, interesting. I have is to that, listen to it again. Is that the right person for that though? Like. Mm. <gasps> I have Does no Dane idea. Whitman have? I don't remember Dane Whitman having any connection to anything about him. I know nothing about the Black Knight, uh, but I could I'm see pretty- it if he's like a badass knight who needs to go fight some monsters. Like, yeah, bring him into the Blade Dark part of the universe. <laughs> well, like that that sword that he has is mm-hmm. supposed to be meteorite, um, enchanted by Merlin for. Um, for Dane's uh, ancestor, Sir Perse- Perseva, or is it right? Uh, forget that. Right, some sort of, of powerful person. sword that's been passed down in his family, and it used to give powers to a villain. Right? It was like a yeah, villain. His uncle. His uncle was a villain. Oh, uh, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he. That's God. They. They. She said. She. Cersei said. You know, you've been wanting to reconcile with your uncle. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, yes, please, please get get us there!" Like, oh, and then well, they didn't. No, they did. Kind of did though. Like he he said, "Go reconcile with your uncle," and then he yep. went and reconciled with his uncle, and then came back in the post credit sequence, having gotten the sword probably from yep. his uncle. Uh, okay. Probably that makes sense. I don't see anything on a quick goog of him and Blade having anything to do with each other in the comics, so... I yeah, I, I don't think so on that one. Okay. Um, but what would make sense is, since he deals with uh, magic and mystical things, it makes sense for Doctor Strange to have been the one to to say something to him. Sure. Yeah. Um, the ebony blade is the the blade that he has, and it it has a lot of powers. <laughs> um, it uh, like one of one of the things, and like the the thing that they seem to focus on there is it seems to collect souls to increase its own power and like extend the life of the wielder. Mm. Wow! So, can I get may- one of those, please? <laughs> you know. He could be eternal too. Ooh. Oh. Uh, what was uh, the fast one's name? She was great. Makari. Oh, I loved her so much. Yeah, she was really yeah. great. And her power was awesome. It was so cool. I love, I love a good speed blitz. And- yeah, and they did it differently. Like we've seen it a lot recently, and I feel like they were still able to make it a little original in this, which I appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I love the uh the whole like one of her major attacks being just to break the sound barrier right in front of you and just Yeah. Oh God. so cool. That's so cool. That's really awesome. 
That's really, really great. Like that actress is actually deaf. So, you know, her major form of communication is sign language. And that was actual just ASL that what they were, mm. they were doing on screen. I was like, Hey, I can read or read. I, hey, I can understand that. Mm. <laughs> oh, cool. That's neat. Cause I had a couple of classes of ASL back in high school and, you know, a little bit rattles around in there every now and again. That's great. Man, I wish with Makari they'd given her a little more to do because I liked her power and I liked her. Like, the way that she just, like, she was just interesting and expressive. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't... She's the one that I think about, and I'm like, what is her... Like, it, she was bored. Like, that's really, like, the only thing we got out of her. Right? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know yeah, what her story was. I liked was. her relationship with Druig. I wish Me we too. got more of that. Um, Yeah. I liked it, too. I liked the two of them. <laughs> but the fact that it was weird and out of nowhere, and then even to the other Eternals, they're like... Is Whoa. that new? I don't like it. Like, which was a funny line, but it was yeah. like, why? I, I would have liked to know a little more about it. And I think we like, will. Cause why it's don't you like it? They're yeah. out in space together. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like the is that new. Sense. I don't like it. <laughs> She's just the only one that her like motivation. I don't feel like I know what her motivation for much is. Whereas the other ones tell had very clear. Well, you know, honestly, like, Kingo, Kingo is, was one of my favorite characters in, For sure. in this film. Like, I love his complexity and that he mm. still, he still feels that, that, you know, the, the loyalty to Erisham and the Celestials yeah. and, you know, giving birth to, you know, thousands of other planets or whatever, like, you know, billions upon billions of other life can, you know, can be spawned into existence because of what they're doing, but he still doesn't want to completely destroy everybody on earth. Like I I feel, I feel like his, his struggle on that, like as far as, you know, trying to balance those two things, it was actually really good. And it was, it was great. I wish they had focused more on that. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that. And I, I love his line at the end there where he's like, you know, I I disagree with you guys. Like, I think th- I love I love the humans, but like the Earth has to go. Like, Arishim is right. Like, we we have to move, or you know, like we have to. Th- this is the cycle of life. Like, and I and I'm I'm on Team Arishim, but I like I'm not going to fight you guys. Like, I won't, I'm not going to yeah, do yeah. violence to the, my family because of it. Which I thought was like a really kind of a beautiful, like, I disagree with you, you, but I'm not going to like fight you. Yeah, it's such a contrast to what Icarus did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, God. And then freaking Sprite stabbing Cersei is like insane. I know. It was insane. How dare she? And they should, they like, they showed you forgiveness. You know, Cersei is a bigger person than I am. Well, that's the thing. Cersei. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like the Celestials, I said call them Celestials again. Sometimes I felt like the Eternals didn't react enough to certain things. Like, mm-hmm. in that first scene when the Deviants are back after being gone for 2,000 years. 500 years. That's right, the 1500 AD they, they were in. Yeah, it was like 1521 in Tenochtitlan, I think it was. Okay. Well, they're, they're fighting a Deviant for the first time in 500 years, and they don't seem that surprised. You know, like it felt yeah. like yeah. they should be a little more flustered. <laughs> they should be time like, oh, for shit. them is much shorter. So, like five hundred years probably feels like two years. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 
Sure. None of them had any emotion. They really didn't. Not until mm. like the very end. Mm. They just felt, they felt very eh, stiff. I don't know. I don't agree with no emotion, but I think that they don't feel surprised by much. They, they're all very unflustered. Maybe that's what causes it. Like when you go through so much. Sure. And so many, like the bomb and Hiroshima, uh, like Babylon, that like, I've oh, they're back. All. Okay. Well, let's go deal with this. Yeah. Oh, there's a deviant. <laughs> I guess they're always on earth lo- waiting on their mission to start back up in a way because they, they know they're yeah. there for a mission and waiting for something to happen. They weren't even that upset that they found out that their lives were all fake or whatever that was about. That was pickled in there somewhere. Cersei definitely was. They were, they were pretty yeah. upset. I, I think Fastos gave us the best, um, you know, the the most real emotion on that. Like, you could see he was crying. He had been crying. And he's like, you know, when he was telling Icarus, like, I would change nothing, not a thing about my existence. But my existence is not for Arisham. It is for my family. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, this man's really got good. so many it's feels. Like they could only focus on certain characters. And then you didn't get to see right. how the other ones reacted to it at all. Yeah, only, yeah, only a few characters here and there. We did, we did get basically everyone's reaction. The only one that was like last, the one that was last was funny because we got everyone's reaction. And I actually think they mostly reacted pretty big and broad to that. But then the last one was a freaking Makari on the ship. And she's like, what you're saying is da 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 You're saying I'm sitting, been sitting here bored for you know, 500 years and, yeah. And then like, it okay, turns out go. our missions not, or, or, you know, the mission was never the mission or whatever. And it's like, also the world's ending. <laughs> like, it's very, <laughs> very funny. Very, very it's funny. Like, eh, you know, world ending, whatever. But like, I've been bored for no reason. Yeah. That was super good. <laughs> uh, when Cersei first came out of the, whatever, the vision, and then she like tells them all, it's a pretty big scene for everybody, but like, yeah, they're all they're they're pretty nonplussed, like the whole team. And I feel like with a little more like freak out, we might have been a little more in their shoes. The movie just needed a freaking they should have made Cersei more of the point of view character. Like she is the one you start the movie with, you end the movie with and you like she's the one that has to do the final thing. But like they should have made her more of the point of view character. I really think the movie would have been like a lot better if she is like, this is my first time as a eternal, my first mission. Eternal prime now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Prime eternal. Mm. You know, what, what could have made it better is if Dane Whitman had insisted on going with them. Right. Instead of just being like, you know, on the other end of the phone every now and again. It's already good jokes about how he's her valet. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> like, and like, he, been great. he could have, he could have been like, I'll go with you. Just give me a minute. And like gone to grab the sword. If, yeah. he, had, if he had already had it. Yeah. I remember waiting for that scene, that, that end scene. Cause we saw it in the trailers so much the entire movie. I'm like, where is the scene when they're on the hill and something happens? And then, like, oh, the yeah. last five minutes, Cersei gets swooped up and taken away. And I was yeah. like, there it is! Mm-hmm. I, I was promised that he on. would see what's going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, if he had if he had gone along for the ride, he could have been, you know, he could have been the character that everybody expositions to, and he could have been the audience lens, you know, yeah. into that world. Totally. 
Totally. I think and, they wanted to make the Eternals themselves the focus, but they just yeah. didn't pick one. And you, if yeah. you've got ten people in a movie, you have to pick one. And I don't feel like any one of the ten characters really got more screen, the most screen time. Like, I could not tell you who got the most screen time. Probably and that's Angelina, a maybe, or really? Cersei. I, didn't, no. I don't think so. I feel like it was a lot of Angelina. I saw her there's face a, a lot. <laughs> see, but there's whole chunks of the movie that don't have her in it. I feel, if I had to guess, I would say Icarus probably had the most screen time. Yeah. But probably. Someone I feel like Dane Whitman should have had the most screen time. It would have been nice. I, I liked his character, and I would have liked to see him more. Like, he I think been, we're going to, which is exciting. He yeah. could have been our voice. He could have been the the people, or the, he could have been the person that's like, What's none happening? of you seem perturbed about any of this. Why aren't you reacting? And they're like, eh, we've just seen it all before. Yeah. Like, he could have been that, you know, that voice of everything that we're, that we're talking about. Like, you know, oh, you guys are... You have that connection. Okay. I, I get it. That's, you guys have been around for a while together. Like, you know, he could have, he could have been that, that voice of the audience. And, you know, if it, I don't know. We had the, the valet of Kingo. I feel like if that had been replaced with Dane Whitman, it might have been better. Yeah. I mean, but I liked the valet a lot. The valet. It, it provided <laughs> the valet some was much. really funny. Provided some much, much needed, like, lightness and comedy to this movie that really yeah. needed the lightness and comedy. Oh my god, when he, like, when he, when Kingo was up under the, the one in, uh, in South America, that one deviant, and he, like, blasts his head off, and he's like, did you get that? It's like, yes, sir, I did, sir. That was really I love that that guy, like, thanked the ones that wanted to save humanity. He's like, no, like, really, thank you. <laughs> thank you for everything I'll you've miss done. miss you. But he's still, <laughs> so but that... Cute. That's the thing, he did that, but then he still went with the one, he went with Kingo, like, I wish he had convinced Kingo to fight for him. Like, that would have been, that could have been a great scene, if, like, he had, like, you know, Kingo's leaving, and he's following him, and he's like, but sir, like, I've served you all this time, and don't you want to save my people? Like, some, you know, there could have been a great scene where he comes back, finger guns blazing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Finger guns blazing. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I heard an interview with him talking about how they they asked him like he asked him like okay so all the Marvel characters they always when they do things with their hand they always have something they're gonna be doing and he asked the director like what do you want me to do and he's she's like finger guns and he's like really finger guns like that's what I'm gonna be doing the whole time and he's like every he's like every action sequence that I filmed I was just like they better make this look cool. <laughs> <laughs> they did his power was cool it was freaking awesome it was yeah, freaking awesome it was cool i love that that he also got to do kind of the kamehameha thing yeah like build up the power mm-hmm. distract him i got this oh, yeah on, give me a minute to charge this one up <laughs> yeah so i loved all their powers i would have liked it explained a little bit more like a little bit more in depth of what everybody's exact powers were because like cersei's powers were crazy she could do I mean, all kinds of stuff. Just transmutation, yeah. right? Basically, yeah. Hers is basically just transmutation. Um, but well, for the fa- first like half of it, I was like, so she controls the elements. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> she just changed. She, she can change one thing into another thing. It's like she's what alchemists deal. want to happen. You know? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, transmutation magic, basically. Yeah. She's a she's a sorcerer, like Doctor uh, Strange. Gilgamesh was freaking <laughs> awesome. Oh, he's such a badass. So Especially cool. the the kiss the cook. 
Yes. Like, <laughs> when he got his pie out of the oven? The Gilgamesh uh, uh, illusion was so funny. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm a giant baby? Cool. Great. It was sad to lose him. It was. It yeah. was. As I didn't soon- think it was entirely necessary. Like, I get it. But I was like, okay. Well, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Mm-hmm. It's like such a varied group, such a cool power set. I like all the characters. I like all the actors. It just feels like the movie is long and doesn't focus. And that's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. Ken hated it. Yeah. I've never heard him say that. About I think there's going to be a like, lot of people that really hate it. And that sucks. And it's not for any of the, the you know, the Rotten Tomatoes. He was right. just like, I couldn't, I just could not, I don't care. He's like, this is Marvel's, like, they're one swing and a miss. And it's because they, uh, he, because I get saying that they tried to, to take too big of a bite, like, bit off more than they could chew with yeah. being like, okay, let's try to do 10. We yeah. did it with six. Let's try to do 10. But like when you did those six in the Avengers, we already met three of them in a movie. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's the problem. Like, it's like you said, um, well, and with the Avengers, we met all f- all six of them, right? Yeah, we met all six mm-hmm. of them at that point. I meant like who had like their own, right, right, right. Four of them had their own movie, but like, yeah, it's just that's not how you. Er- earlier this year, I heard this rumor, and apparently it's true. I've I don't know, I've read it in a couple places now that apparently every time they make a Marvel movie, before they sit down to decide how they're going to make it, they watch Superman, like the first Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it like be cut like the old the old seventies Superman. That's interesting because they talk about how like that's the that was the first big, uh, superhero movie, and it is a kind of a study on how to build an arc and how to like make a hero a hero, how to how to how to tell an yeah. origin story, right? Like that's the thing. You believe a man can fly? Exactly. Huh. Like like give us give us make us believe a man can fly. Make us believe. Uh, whatever this character is, is true, but give him heart and give him like that, that, that's something that apparently Marvel does, which I think is very interesting. Um, but this felt like they didn't do that at all. Like if, (laughs) and it it almost felt, you know, you know, the phrase playing with house money. Yes. When you've won so much that you start making stupid bets. Yeah, you're like, whatever, I only came here with 50, I have 300, so right. I have 250 to mess around with. I can, just, I can mess around with house Let's money. This, this 250 is house money. Marvel is playing with house money, and they did that with Guardians, and I think Guardians is the biggest swing to date, and it's one of the biggest hits to date. Like, it's freaking awesome. They played with house money. They were so on, all, like, hitting on all cylinders. They were willing to make this insane movie about a fucking talking tree and a gun wielding raccoon. <laughs> like, it's just an insane idea. And they did it and they knocked it out of the park. This is like the next, this is a much more difficulty level of like, we're going to make a movie with no characters you've ever heard of before. And there's going to be 10 of them. And <laughs> you don't, have any affection? There's you have any affection from comics, really? Most people, and you're we're just going to try to make you like ten characters, and it's and it's going to be a slow drama. <laughs> like it's not even going to be funny or fun or quippy. Like there, yeah, there's a little bit of that, but it's like we're going to make a drama. 
Yeah. Like, a slow-paced historical drama with ten <laughs> characters you've never seen before. Like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> I started to care more about that deviant who was starting to, like, talk and feel things and have Me emotions. Too. And then they just killed him. I was so annoyed with that. When he jumped in the fight against Icarus, I oh, really like, freaking wanted a moment. Like, I understand the deviants were created basically to go and kill predators and they're, they're like so they're basically have just been running around killing sentient life because they're the biggest predators it's like a whole thing but like yeah that's their they, they were created to do that but the eternals have been created to help the celestials destroy worlds i wanted a moment of recognition where they he joins the fight against icarus and then they go wait he's kind of like us like do you want do you want to save this world and he and him to be like yes i want to save this world like you know, like I, I wanted him to be. I wanted the move to end with like five or six Eternals and one Deviant on the team. Like that's what I wanted in that moment. <laughs> and instead, they just like, well, let's murder this guy because of how he was made. Like kill him, even though he's yeah. clearly yeah. sentient and and he only wants to fight you because you've been killing his people for eons. Yeah. Like like he said, we all just wanted to survive. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, so much affection for him. Team Deviants. I was Team Deviants in that moment. <laughs> I'm like, is that what you wanted, Marvel? I don't think so. <laughs> they really didn't. Because the, well, the thing is, the Deviants, they don't really give us a chance to see the Deviants doing what the Deviants do, which is just killing sentient life for fun, it seems like. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. know. I didn't see it. I didn't see much of that. <laughs> so, like, when I see this guy just fighting his oppressors, I'm like, maybe I'm on that guy's team. Yeah. Let's listen to what that guy has to say. I did not expect this podcast to end with us on Team Deviant. <laughs> it wasn't what I was expecting, guys. But we'll sit with it. You know, everybody yeah. write in. Everybody write in. What you think. Give us something. We'll, we'll be able to pick it apart. It was a lot of information to take in at once it to then was. sit down and do a podcast about. Like, it was a lot of information. Yeah. I was pretty worried coming in to do this podcast because, like, I don't know what we're going to have. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we got a bunch of people writing in the chat. Huge, huge bunch of people writing in the chat. I, I don't know if we're gonna get to everybody, but just like scanning through, we got like, uh, it's, yeah, it's like mostly about the sex scene. So like <laughs> I got it to that. Out Catherine Ray, bit. Catherine Ray wrote in says, what was noticeably absent for me was the whole, v- uh, voiceover, including we have watched and guided and not intervened bit from the first trailer. Uh, that was another like, Marvel lies to us, which I'm fine with, but like, yeah, yeah, I think this movie did a good job of like including that concept, even though the voiceover wasn't in there, you know, I I, I just think it's, it's that Selma Hayek was noticeably absent, you know, from like present day, uh, what's the word? Like present day happenings, you know, I get it. (laughs) <laughs> like we got her in the six days ago and then like, you know, she got killed and, you know, yay backstory or yay, uh, revealing what happened, uh, in the plot. But like, I, I still just would have liked more of her in modern time, you know, like I, I, I still, I, I keep going back to like this movie would have been better as a series. And if it had been like a, a limited series with, you know, nine hours, maybe, you know, total yeah. yes. and, and have like progressively, you know, have her go progressively farther and farther away from Arishem. 
with every meeting and every you know couple of every couple of uh centuries have her you know talk to Arisham again and be like you know these these people they're they're pretty all right <laughs> like, mm-hmm. going a little farther and a little farther and that that would have been so great to like have that build up and and have her have that love and then that would have made that turn from Icarus, that betrayal so much more real and so much more heart wrenching because we didn't get any love for her built up before that happened. Hmm. Yeah. I I guess I did. I I felt affection for her, but it was like mostly because of how much everyone else cared for her because you, you get to see so many of them, their reactions to her death and like they call her mom in a few places and stuff. And like, so there's like this clear, like she cared for them. And like, so when I, when I got to her talking about turning on Erishim and then like the twist was really great. I thought the twist in this movie is wonderful. The fact that Icarus, who's been like this defender of everybody, the whole movie, cause he's like the strongest they say, um, yeah. which kind of came out of nowhere. They don't say that for like the first hour and then they start all calling him boss and the strongest and stuff. And I was like, when did that happen? I didn't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I missed it in the early on. Um, but, uh, yeah, when he turned, I was, I was shocked. I was really, I was really surprised. Did not expect him to, uh, he said earlier he had to tell something to Cersei. And then he's like, I'm not who you think I am. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then it goes to that flashback. And then he kills Ajax. And I was like, man. Man. No good, Rob Stark. No good. No good, Rob Stark. No good, Rob Stark. <laughs> See, Spike493 says, I can't believe they killed my favorite character, Gilgamesh. Jim and Chan's character should have died instead. Uh, was that Cersei? Is that Jim and Chan? Yeah. Okay. That's Jim and Chan. I was like, I think that's the only one I didn't uh, know the name of. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like Cersei. I don't, I didn't have a problem with her. I think she is the most boring, but in that way that like the neutral mask, you know, I'm talking about like the neutral, she was supposed to be our, um, point of view character. And the point of view character is supposed to be sort of like blinded. Blank yes. is kind of yeah. neutral mask. The idea of a neutral mask is like you don't give them too much interesting about their character. Like you, you, you have Luke. Luke Skywalker is the point of view character. He's right. not Han Solo. You can't you can't make Han Solo the lead of a movie because otherwise he's not a swashbuckler. Yeah, like roguish scoundrel. Well, and that's the thing is when they did it, you didn't see Solo. Well, no, I like Solo actually, but <laughs> that's the thing when they do that, they make him more Luke Skywalker. You know, when right, they make yep. Solo, they take him back a few steps from being the swashbuckling whatever. Uh, he's no longer the you know crazy criminal. He's just like a guy who's working towards being the crazy criminal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I I wish that I wish that Cersei had had more uh, more time to react and more reaction to the things that she was being pushed to do or you know pushed to make a decision on because like there were so many times where she like she stepped away she's like I just I need a minute and like she stepped away and I'm like no 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 follow her follow her come on yeah. please like it's an air. Yeah, like, we all need to get some air. We need to have a discussion about why this is such a big deal. Come on. And then they didn't follow her. 
<sighs> this movie was frustrating because it was it had so many good parts, but the sum of the parts was less than the whole. Yeah, and like yeah, there were okay. there the humor was okay. I laughed a couple, you know, I laughed, yeah. but it wasn't as some of it felt very forced. Well, you know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. That would have landed mm-hmm. better if I hadn't seen it in all the trailers. All the trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was still funny, but I went, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, haha, I remember that. <laughs> I laughed I laughed a few times really hard. I thought a few things were really good. Uh Muzzy Nat in the chat says, Muzzy, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh says, I actually loved the character work in this movie. Uh I just think the deviant plot was obvious and boring. I agree with that. Actually, like because the, the deviant plot wasn't the plot of the movie. It was it was a red herring that like, these are the bad guys, so that eventually when they face the real bad guy, which ends up being Icarus. Who flies into the sun, by the way, like, which was, you know. Is he dead? Is I that guess, what happened? I guess. Uh, I rolled my eyes out of the back of my head when that happened. <laughs> Living up to his namesake, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, the Dame Whitman. Oh, God. Come on. I, again, Dane Whitman should have been there through the whole freaking movie and should have been like, you know, naming off all because he was he was doing poetry at the beginning. And when he met Icarus, he said, oh, Icarus, the, the boy who flew too close to the sun. And then Cersei was like, you know, uh, Sprite made that up in, you know, whenever we were in Athens. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It would have been so great to have this like this mythology uh historian whatever you want to call him like this expert in all of these tales like kind of like a legends and libations guy (laughs) that's a good point if if he had been along for the ride i mean like oh festus like like hephaestus like yeah the the god of the forge like if he if he could have brought along all of those things and been like Oh, you know, that's just a, a story that, you know, those people believe this or, you know, whatever. Like, it, it would have been so great to have that, that kind of through line of like how mythology is all kind of similar, you yeah. know, like, ah, damn it. Yeah, there's no, there, there's just no point of view character. And you're right. Dane would have been awesome. And he's just not in it. He's just in the damn beginning it. and the end. It's a real bummer. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> mm. I hate that this movie is such a such a downer right now. Like it's a it's a bummer. It's there were so many good parts and just all together it did not quite get there. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again at home. Mm. Yeah. And like take it in. <laughs> it was beautiful in the theater, but it was just it was a lot of information. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well Mikhail Ice uh says uh yeah, what the hell was that about? that the deviant started talking and then basically nothing after that. <laughs> it's like, he's right. It's like this animal deviant becomes sentient yeah. and it's like, Oh, That's how is that saying. going to affect things? And it's like, Oh, it doesn't. Even say it. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. He Ugh. runs away. He shows how up later. How did that even happen? <laughs> I think he was taking on some of their he memories. He was taking their powers, but like, it doesn't explain like, Oh, if they knew that all along, they should just have been like really going after them to try to, well, yeah. they didn't, they didn't know. know that all along, I think, is the the thing that they were going for. It is just, it's just, this is an onion, and we only took, like, two layers off. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to have a lot more conversations about this. Um, please write in, uh, your thoughts cause we're going to do a, uh, feedback episode early next week and we'll get that in the, your feed very soon. So write in at MCU cast. Wait, mcucast at gmail.com. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. mcucast at gmail.com is the best way to send in your feedback. If you're a patron, uh, we do give patrons a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, priority. <laughs> so if you, if you, if you're a patron, send it through Patreon. Just send us a message on there and we'll try our best to get to all the, as many people as we can, uh, on Monday when we record the feedback for yeah. this movie. So, all right. I guess that's about it. We all, yeah. I guess that's about it. This is, <laughs> I'm bummed to have so much negative to say about a Marvel movie. I freaking love these movies and it's a real bummer that I, I yeah. Yeah. I, and I feel like I'm the most positive of the three of us and I, and I feel bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't feel bad. <laughs> well, I, I just, I, bad, I just, for bad for me, like I, I like enjoy liking Marvel movies and it's just a bummer to come home from one and not be able to like just completely flip out in a positive way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with such great names behind it and, you know, Academy Award winning director Chloe Zhao. Like, come on. Yeah, Chloe Zhao can stay. But, like, did we really need Salma and Angelina? Like, did we really need them in there? Or could, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't feel like we needed them. I thought they brought a lot of gravitas. Uh, I mean, especially Salma. Salma did. With the role she was supposed to be playing. But also... Thena is mostly a physical character in this movie, which uh, I think Angelina wasn't necessarily for that, but like she did have an element of like, I believed them when they talked about her being like this, like goddess of war, you know, like I kind of believe it as Angelina. If it had been someone I'd never heard of, I might not I was have like, that's just has much Laura weight. Croft in a blonde wig. Of course she's the queen of war. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you put on a blonde wig. That, that's, that's what happens when you put Laura Croft into a place. Well, she was Beowulf's mom in that one movie. Yeah. Oh God. I picture her with that. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Weird. All right, guys. Let's wrap this thing. Uh, That's all. We'll, we'll we'll talk to you guys very soon with more. Uh, we'll be back with more Eternals talk early next week, and in just a couple weeks, we got Hawkeye coming. I'm so excited for that. Woo Christmas! Um, woo Christmas! And like a month and a half till Spider Man. Oh, I can't wait. Right? So nuts. So <laughs> I can't nuts. wait for like Spider Man. I just yeah, can't wait. Same. Same. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, have a great day. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye! Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.